I'm Quinn Murphy, and this is In My Chair. Lily Aldridge is a fashion supermodel, passionate philanthropist, and mother of two incredible children. Aldridge first signed with IMG Models in 2005 and quickly became one of the fashion industry's most beloved faces. She shot with many of the industry's top photographers, including Inez and Benoud and Merton Marcus. She appeared in the 50th anniversary cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue in 2014, as well as numerous international editions of Vogue, L, V, W, and so many more. Aldridge's advertising campaigns have included Bulgari, Carolina Herrera, Ralph Lauren, and most recently, I love this, she partnered with Levi's Made and Crafted to launch a campaign delivering proceeds to every town for gun safety. Love that. Lily Aldridge also divides her time between New York City and Nashville, Tennessee, with her husband, Caleb, and her two adorable children. I have been very fortunate to work closely with Lily for my entire career. She's not only the most beautiful woman alive, but she's kind, generous, fun, and a friend. I mean, what more can you ask for? Please help me in welcoming Lily Aldridge in my chair. Hi, Lily. Hi, that was the best intro I've ever had in my life. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, don't worry. Coming with me everywhere now. I know, right? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm, you know, I am good, I have to say, considering I feel like everybody, considering everything, I'm good. Yes. And I, we were just saying, like, how nice it is to hear each other's voices. I'm used to seeing you about a billion times a year, and I haven't probably seen you in a year. I, it's, it, it's, I know, I, it's really crazy. I feel like I was looking through, you know, my Instagram and then all of the things on your YouTube channel, which is awesome, by the way. And I was like, oh my God, I was there. That was us. We were together. And it was like, it was so nostalgic and it also made me sad, but it is happy that I'm able to talk to you today. Yeah, we have such a long timeline together from like kind of when we all started. Um, and when I say all, you know, Bryce was a big part of our team and we've worked together for so long. And it's just amazing to see the body of work now when you look back at it. I know. It's funny how like I didn't know you. I, I think I had worked with other Victoria's Secret Angels. Well, I know I had. I'm like, I think I had. Um, I had worked with Adriana Lima and a couple other angels for a long time. And so you're kind of in that like circle of makeup artists that they recommend. And I literally randomly got placed with you for, I, I can't remember what job, but it just was like one job can pretty much change the rest of your career because now I don't know how many years, 10 years later, and I still work with you. So it's it's amazing in that respect. Yeah. I think we are my first job with you was actually, I think, at um, a Victoria's Secret launch, I think maybe in Soho at a store and you did my makeup and I l loved you. I loved your makeup and I also just love you as a human being. And it's like, oh, I feel like it's so important, you know, in our industry to work with people who are obviously very talented, but also are just amazing human beings and you enjoy being with and are kind and wonderful. And that is you. Oh, thank you. I, I agree. I mean, at this point, uh, you get to a certain level where everyone is, is every model at, at your level is beautiful. Every makeup artist is talented. And so it becomes a point where, yeah, it is about like, who do you want to travel to Italy with and be on an island and Capri for 12 hours a day or, you know, everything. And I can say that, I mean, you know, we all, everyone talks in the industry. It's a very small world. And I've never had your name come up where everyone's response is, oh, Lily, she's the best. That's like, you do. You're one of the few, I can say you're one of the few people who I don't think there's anyone alive who has even like shade, not even negative, just anything to say about you. You're always so consistently um, yourself. Well, thank you. That means Yeah. I'm waiting to see you turn on a bitch. And just like <laughs> Okay. I knew that was in there, but no, I mean, it, it just never happened. The new me. Yeah, exactly. She got nasty. <laughs> um, so you have you been in Nash Nashville for the all of COVID? Yes, we, I've been in Nashville. Um, you know, just being hot and, and cozy, yeah. and you know, doing self shoots. <laughs> right, but you oh, also I had a baby, I right? Miss you, I miss you. I know. Yes, I have a, a beautiful like, baby, and so I've had you know, I've had nice quality time at home. Um, uninterrupted. Uninterrupted, you know, you know, I'm so used to traveling all the time. And um, so just having uninterrupted home time is, um, you know, for me and my husband has been, um, you know, 
something nice that come out of this crazy weird time. I've heard, I have to say of everyone I've talked to the, a lot of moms have really been like, this has actually been positive, not COVID obviously, but the, the bonding time that they've had with their kids to, to reintroduce yourself to your kids and like really get to know them. It's, I've heard it a lot. Yeah. I, I just think, you know, it's definitely changed my opinion of, of how much I travel and how much I want to travel because, um, you know, it's, it's such a wonderful, sweet time when you, when you have children and, um, I'm enjoying just being mom at home. Must what yeah. pants. <laughs> I, I noticed a huge change in you though. I have to say after you had, um, your Dixie is that you did make it a real priority. I feel like every time the job was done, you were on your way to the airport to go home or you were yeah. coming in for the day. And, and I felt like it, I could see that it wasn't about like carrying on. It was like your priority was to get home. It, it, it is. I've, I've done some crazy traveling in my life to get on the first plane back home to, or, you know, I'm so lucky that um, I've been able to bring my daughter around the world with me and she's got to experience so many incredible places. And it, and um, it's something that I, I'm so grateful for. And it's something I write in my journal, like how grateful I am to be able to travel when we do get to travel again, um, how I can't wait to take my son and daughter around the world and, and appreciate all the world has. And, you know, the last time we traveled together, maybe was, was we were in Italy and then we went yeah. to France and I, I've really love slowing down when I'm on these work trips now and, and seeing the sites and enjoying the different cultures and the different art and the different food and being, you know, really savoring that. So I can't wait to do that again. I didn't really know this about you until like, at least like later on is that you're such a museum and cultural nerd. I love it. I I love love it. Like, because we were in, we were, we've gone to the Louvre, we've gone to, in Paris, we've gone on these, like, um, they feel like those private tours that like a president would get. They just felt so <laughs> special. Like that, remember that guide who took yes. us in all the corners of Rome and it was like. It was incredible. Yes. I wouldn't have pushed myself out of bed to do it, but because you were doing it, I was so happy that we ended up like, you know, doing that. Yes, I think it's something that I've learned through all my years of traveling. I used to go places and even my husband on tour, we'd go all these places and just like see our hotel or go to work. Um, and I was like, I want to start appreciating all of this more and learning as much as I can while I have this opportunity. So I really, you know, I am a history nerd and I just love going places. It's obviously, you know, Europe has so much history. And um, yeah, so I just. The guided tour is key too, for me anyway, because. They tell you can look at a painting and be like, "Oh, that's pretty," but once you hear the history about it, it's a whole other thing. It's incredible. It's so fascinating. I just love it. I can't wait for our next adventure. So does does Nashville feel like home to you now? Yeah, I love Nashville. It's it's a beautiful place, especially to be in right now during you know COVID and quarantine. Um, it's just you know a beautiful a beautiful city. So yeah, but you're from you grew up in LA. I'm a yes, I'm from Los Angeles. I'm a Valley girl. From the Valley? Yes. Which is like everything I, I read, like um, real estate stuff. It's like everyone's moving to the Valley. Are they? Like big celebrities are all moving to like Encino or Ooh. Studio City. It's like yeah. it's becoming a thing. I grew up in Sherman Oaks. Yes. I mean, the Valley is so beautiful. And I'm always like, if we ever move back to Los Angeles, I'm moving to the Valley because it's you are. perfect. I just, I'm well, I mean, hope one day I would love to. No, I mean, that's where you would move is the Valley. Yeah, so, I, I love that. Yeah. I think it's has so much to offer. So when you were growing up in LA, you, you're, so your mom, I think it's pretty well known as like a model. Your mom is actually the most beautiful woman. Like I've seen old photos of her and it's, she's stunning. She is um, still, your older, still stunning. Your older sister, Saffron is a model. Your dad is like a really well-known fine artist um, your brother is like a really celebrated fashion photographer. Did you feel like you had a like typical childhood or, or did you feel like you were in this kind of like art artsy and celebrated family? I mean, you know, I don't know. Cause what is normal? You know what I mean? Like, right. especially in LA, like <laughs> yeah, totally in LA, you know, it's, it's a funny place to grow up. Um, but you know, my dad had his studio in my house. So I grew up just watching him in his studio, creating every day and, and loving art so much. 
um, and being so inspired. And, and he really is part of like the creative spirit that I have in me is, is, you know, he taught me and um, he was such a magical man and, and taught wow. me so much about just the beauty of life and enjoying it and, and the spark of life. And uh, I'm so grateful that I had that opportunity to just sit there and watch an artist at work all the time. That, and also he was around all the time. He was like, around all the time. Yeah. I was always in his studio, just, you know, playing with all his art supplies. And it was just a great way to grow up and, and really appreciate creativity. Did you, so did you go to like a private school or were you just the local? Yeah, I went to, I went to um, a private school in Los Angeles. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and was that like the, the LA gossip girl world? No. Like what was that like? No, I went to private school in the Valley. So it was different than the like other side of the hill, I suppose. Uh -huh. um, it was very nice and, and normal, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say what normal is. Um, were you allowed I to like wear makeup to school? I was not allowed to wear makeup, but I did wear purple eyeshadow once in the eighth grade, and I was very much told off. <laughs> by your parents or by the school? By the school. I went to Catholic school, and they were oh, like, oh, okay. No, no purple eyeshadow for you. Were you the only one who decided to do that, or it was just like, today I'm going to do purple eyeshadow, or was there a coup? I can't remember. <laughs> I, honestly, it was, first of all, many, many moons ago, um, but I definitely was always getting in trouble um, for really? like or just for like fashiony things. Like yeah. jeans had a rip in them on free dress days. I put nail polish on. I had purple eyeshadow. Like I kind of rebelled in my fashion when I was younger. I wonder if that's still a thing. Like I don't know. It don't seems know. so old fashioned listening I to know. it now, but maybe it's still, you know. Nail polish, I mean. How did you keep your eyebrows? I mean but that they didn't. If you were to see my first ID, I had maybe three hairs on my eyebrows. <laughs> I actually really want to see that because you're I'm like your eyebrows to me are like the biggest speech. I mean, when I look at you, I'm like eyebrow, you know, I I'm so grateful that my eyebrows grew back because my auntie Stella used to always tell me when I was a girl, like you have the most beautiful eyebrows. Don't ever touch your eyebrows. And then as soon as I was like 14, I found out, like found a waxing place in LA and they just like waxed off. <laughs> was that because of like Drew Barrymore? Do you remember who had I the, remember who was, or was just favorite. everyone? Yeah, everyone. Like it, it was, was like ubiquitous. Did you do the lip liner and the I did not have thing? the lip liner, um, but I did have purple eyeshadow. Oh, nice. No eyebrows. I was very, very tan and very, I had lots of um, blonde highlights because oh, yeah. one of my best family friends was Tracy Cunningham. And so, so funny. She is one of the best hair colorists in the entire world. And when I was a teenager, I begged, 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 begged her to give me some blonde highlights. And she did. Um, and it was very exciting. And she still colored your hair, right? She still colors my hair. Like, honestly, one of the things I miss so much is going to see Tracy and her doing my hair color because I really need it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And she, I mean, she's basically like your godmother. Yeah, she's family. Yeah. The funny thing is that Bryce knows her from working in one of her salons. And that's how I met Bryce was through right. Tracy. Yes. It's just all, it's a small world. It is. I love your mom and, and Tracy. They're like Thelma and Louise. They are two peas in a pod. They are the they, so funny. So you were pretty young when you started modeling, right? I was. Well, I didn't have like, a, I don't know. It just all kind of happened naturally, I guess. You know, I was always on set with my brother or my sister and I never thought I would be a model. I thought I was going to be a soccer player. At one point, I thought I was going to be a photographer. Um, and then when I was 14, um, I did a photo shoot. And then it kind of just like I would do a photo shoot randomly here and there. And then when I was 18, I like was like, oh, this is like what I want to do. And, and you know, um, moved to New York and, and, you know, really started to try yeah. to be a model. How did you know that you like had what it took? I don't. I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. This is crazy. Like, but I people must have given you like positive feedback that like, oh, you could to make to encourage you to do it. Right. I don't know. I just, you know, I just would. I still like it's like one shoot at a time. I was joking. I shot with 
these very successful photographers recently. And I was like, this is our third time shooting together. You know, I'm a grown woman. And I'm like, it, whenever I shoot with somebody for like the third time, I'm like, they like me. They like, oh, yeah. you know? So it's, I still get like excited by work and excited to shoot with amazing teams and designers and all of that. I just, I really love it. But are you still like learning how to model or is that part just automatic for you? I think it's just an evolution. You know, you change as a model all the time and, and what you want to portray and, and learning different things as you go for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but was it awkward the first time you're on set? Cause like, I know for people who don't do it professionally, I always feel like I don't, what do I do with my hands? Oh, like, I, I still don't know what to do with my hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like every model feels like that, but, yeah. um, you, you know, you just, yeah, you get more confident. Obviously one of the first times I shot, I was a teenager. I was like terrified, you know, I'm like, what am I doing here? Um, like a deer in headlights, literal deer in headlights. And, um, you know, you just get more confident and, you know, I've been lucky enough to work with really kind, wonderful people, um, that have helped me along the way and had, you know, amazing people in, in the industry, like, you know, people like Carolyn Murphy that kind of like helped guide me along and gave me great encouragement. Um, so I think that is important to have people that support you and kind of, you know, encourage yeah. you and make you feel would, good. Would you ask them like, like, I never forget the first time I did the VS show. I was terrified. I was like, what? I can't imagine. How did I get here? And how old were you? I was 22, I think, my first time. Okay. And I was never a big runway girl. I never, you know, did tons of shows. It just wasn't part of my path. Mm -hmm. Um, I love doing it, but it just isn't part of, you know, what got me to be on that VS runway. Um, and I'll never forget, like asking all the like iconic angels. I'm like, what do I do? How do I walk? What? They're like one foot in front of the other. Go. And they like, literally like, I remember the guy, the, um, producer, like had to kind of like, like get me going. Cause my legs were like jelly cement. If that oh sense. my God. He's like literally like pushed you out of literally the plane. Literally had to push <laughs> literally. And I remember I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm walking. I am walking. And it, this is crazy. But don't you think that show makes even the most seasoned models nervous because yes. there's so many factors? Yes, yes, for sure, 100%. I still, even my last show, I was, like, nervous. You always, you always be nervous. Even if I do, you know, a runway show, a fashion show, I'm nervous. I feel like it's just that energy of, like, a live audience. and um, Right. It's just and, but different. But then you might have, like, 12-foot wings also. In right, totally. Victoria's <laughs> I was like, can I have the smallest wings available? <laughs> Did you have any say in like um, what looks you would get to wear? Uh, one year, I really, really wanted a certain look and they did give it to me. But it was like one, really just one year. I really was like, I need this look. Yeah. You were also an angel at such an incredible time. Um, I remember like, I, I don't know, it was like Doubtson mm-hmm. and Adriana and Allie. And it was just felt like... Um, it just felt like the group of girls were so major. And like, I just remember that you were like the rookie and we mm-hmm. were doing, getting ready to do a show. And it just was like, so cool. I think that you were in like the best time. You know, I definitely look back at that time and I'm so um, appreciative of the girls I was with because they are still some of my closest friends in the entire world. And, and, you know, to have these amazing memories of, you know, flying around the world together and doing these, um, you know, jobs together and really bonding was, is really special. Um, because I don't think many people get to do that where you see the same people all the time and you're with the same people and the same girls and you really bond. Yeah, like you and Candace and Bahati talk like every day, right? Yeah, we still do. They're my yeah. friends forever. That's so cool. I love meeting people at work too because too. there's something different about it that like you know you can work together and still be friends that you've got like that covered, you yeah. know, like yeah. in both arenas. So when you're when you're surrounded by and you're all at work, mm-hmm. and I deal with this in a different way, but you're surrounded. Everybody in your level is gorgeous and beautiful and great at what they do. How do you folk, how do you stay in your lane and just kind of like, well, do you ever, did you ever, or do you ever compare yourself to others or think, you know, Oh, I I wish I was like that. Or they're so lucky for getting this. Or how do you deal with that? You know, I think 
early on, I realized that there is room for everybody to be successful. You know, one door opens for another girl is a door that opens for me. And I've always kind of felt that way. Like I felt always compelled to cheer my peers on and, um, and, you know, hope that they would cheer me on too when I had my successes, because I think that's really important. So you don't create jealousy and anger. It's so much better to be, um, championing, champion, championing. I know I can't. Oh God. Oh, championing. Championing. (laughs) (laughs) The people around you, um, So, you know, I try not to compare myself. Obviously, there is always going to be, especially in this generation of Instagram and just seeing everything, there'll be those times where you see something and you're like, I wish I'd gotten that job. Look how great this is. Um, But then another door opens that you never would have suspected. And I just feel like if you're just positive and confident and really, um, really do cheer each other on and mean it, that door's open for you no matter what. I feel like once you start getting... Um, jealous of people and stuff like that. That's like when things, that's when I feel like the beauty of our business goes. Yeah, uh, totally. That's something, do you feel like that's a muscle that you constantly have to work on or was it like an enlightened moment and then it's just, you know, that's how it is? Uh, For me, I think it was just, just part of who I am. I just, Mm -hmm don't like to compare myself or be negative or even have like have negative thoughts. I'm just like, I'm almost superstitious about negativity. Like I just don't want anything to do with it. Like even if people try to start gossiping with me, I'm like, please, I just don't, I just don't want to do this. Like I don't want to bring that energy into my life. I don't want to, like, I just don't. It's boring. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to talk negatively about things or anyone. I just would rather, talk about the good things in life. Yeah. I I, I mean, I can say I'm not always like that (laughs) to be 100, but you are. I mean, I I have to say that you don't really, um, you don't really participate in any of that. And I think that's also why you can probably like walk into any room with your head high because you know that, that you have nothing to feel bad about. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point in your life when you're, I think for me now, it's like, I, if if I'm not putting that energy out and really wishing everyone well, then I can go anywhere. Yeah. yeah with yeah. dignity and not have to worry because there, I, I mean, I don't know if you've had in life, but I have where you say something about someone and then you, if, if they find out you feel terrible yeah. or whatever, and that is the worst feeling. <laughs> it's like worst. when you've been caught yeah. talking shit, Totally, it's such yeah. a bad feeling. Yeah. yeah. I find too, that I'm, I'm not jealous of anyone. I'm jealous of at times of things like you were saying like, Oh, that would have been such an awesome experience. Why don't I have that? Right. It's not that I wish I was person X, Y, or Z. Yes. Yeah. And I do think that, that it's so much harder now with, um, with social media. It is very hard on social media. I kind of have to sometimes like give myself social media breaks and be like, especially right now, because I really am not traveling. I'm not working. And a lot of my peers are, and that's, you know, so I can't, I'm trying not to be like, oh, I'm not working because I suck. You know, like right. I'm home. I'm, you know, I don't live in a city where um, fashion takes place. You know, the photo shoots that, that a lot of my friends that live in New York get to do, I'm just not there. They're um, impromptu. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, and, and they, you know, don't have to get on an airplane. They can just go down the street. And for me, it's much harder right now to get to any jobs because of the circumstances. It's also hard because like, uh, I can say for myself that when you're not doing something, you start to doubt, do I even know how to do it? Was it ever anything? And then you have one job and you're like, oh, I'm not a hack. I still remember. And it's great. I'm major. But the pandemic is so drawn out that it, yeah. that it starts to mess with your mind. I think in both yeah. with me. Yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely yeah. a test of you know the mind right now for sure with so much stuff. And you know, I try to like I'm such a nerd. I like write a, a gratitude journal. <laughs> and, like you know, I really tried to like do positive things for myself during this time, so I'm not just like feeling like what am I doing? You know, like I feel yeah. like if I keep reminding myself all the things I have to be grateful for, and um, you know, I've got like a little home gym in my bedroom now it's like slowly morphing into like 
a full gym in here. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, but just doing positive things for myself and really trying to do self-care. Is it, um, do you have to f- make time to do things, positive things for yourself because also you're a mom? I do. Yes. I do try to focus on when my son's napping and my daughter is doing her schoolwork. Um, that is when I like, you know, I'm doing this thing called the artist way right now. It's like, you have to like write. Oh, I've paper. done the artist way. Yeah. It's so I'm doing that right now. And then I have a gratitude journal that I write my gratitude and then I like do my workout. Um, I have, you know, and then I just like really try to pack it in, in like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> that's like my time. Is, is Are you doing the morning pages? I am doing the morning pages, but my, because I, I, my morning pages, like last night I did it at seven o'clock at night when my son went to bed, but I'm still, right. like, but you're still doing it myself. Yes. I'm like, okay, this is, if this is, if I have to do my morning pages at midnight, like that's what's going to happen. And that's okay. They're pretty amazing. If people don't know, it's like a free write for two pages or three. I always did less than, but it was right. like, whatever you write, like the first paragraph, you're like, Oh my God, I've been writing for like 20 minutes. And you're totally. like, it looks like nothing. My hand will like cramp <laughs> on the first page. I'm totally. Like, oh They're like, you, you're not supposed to read them back right away, but my handwriting's so bad that you're like, good luck anyway, if you ever <laughs> wanted to read them back. But something happens like mid, like three quarters down the page where you go from like the kind of superficial mind to every, anything that you're ignoring or underneath literally comes up. Yeah, it's really awesome. So it's been it's a really so awesome. fun thing to, to distract, you know, kind of like do during this time. And, um, you know, I've done just like trying to find courses online that I can do, just trying to keep my mind engaged and positive. Yeah. Well, you wear a lot of hats too. I mean, you not only like, do you have your modeling career? You've done a lot of on-camera stuff. You have your like campaign, like um, advertising jobs. You've been, you do a lot of different kinds of things. Yes, I, I do enjoy like, you know, being able to do multiple things. I love, you know, hosting and that um, is something I really want to continue doing and, and doing stuff for TV and on TV. I just love that kind of um, aspect of my career. And it's something that I really got to do a lot when I was doing VS is they really let me um, do a lot of press and and talking, which I always really loved doing. So yeah, yeah, it's either the girls love doing it or they're like, please, I do not want to do that part of I'm it. Like, give me a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like when you're going into a new end- endeavor in your life, are you literally like making it happen and starting from the foundation and building it? Or is it something that like organically happened and, and it came in front of you and you took the opportunity and then it just kind of ha- rolled, you know, happened organically on its own? I think both. I think, you know, I think you have to have drive and goals. You know, I really, um, in my personal career, I feel like it's been a very like nice, slow build. I never felt like I was like, boom, this, I'm the it girl. I did that. You know, I felt like I kind of like slowly made my way and, um, made, you know, choices of what I wanted to do. And, you know, going into being a very commercial model into more of a fashion model was also very, you know, you have to really think about that. Like, what goals do I want to do? What jobs do I want to do? And, you know, how can I achieve that? And, you know, when I first started modeling, if you were a commercial model, like, forget about it. Like, you had no chance of crossing over into fashion. And, you know, now that's very common. But, you know, when I first started, it wasn't. So it was it was much harder to to do both. Um, and I'm very grateful I got to do both because they're both wonderful, you know? So for people listening, like Lily said, I mean, I probably don't even need to over-explain this, but um, a lot of people start their careers doing editorials and high fashion, mm-hmm. and then they later on, hopefully, some of them get commercial success. Lily started with commercial, and then actually, I I remember you making a conscious effort that said, I want to do this while I can. Yeah. And so... Why did you care to do the uh, high fashion? Why was that a thing that you like wanted to do before, you know? Before the end of my career. Right, yeah, but no. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, to me, I've always loved fashion. I love, you know, 
everything about it. I really do. I loved looking through Italian Vogue's as a young girl and seeing Stephen Meisel's work and and Pat McGrath's makeup yeah. and just the magic of it all. I just love it. I still get I have goosebumps thinking about it. Just like that magic of editorials that I wanted to be a part of. And part of that maybe is because I just love you know, becoming almost, you become like an actress, you get to be another person and you get to create this kind of magical world of fashion. Um, and like I said, it was really hard to go from a commercial girl to get that opportunity. And I, I still love when I get to do editorials and, yeah. and work with super creative people and, and, you know, it's just so fun. And I'm so grateful that I got to, you know, be a part of that. And, and, um, was it easy transition? No, no, not. I mean, it's, I mean, easy for me is like a joy, you know what I mean? Like, I right. like but I mean, were you like, I want to do high fashion and then it just was like, great, here's your bookings or did no, you have to? No, I really, you know, I had to think about it. I had to, you know, kind of say no to more commercial stuff and kind of just switch the direction of my career. And that, that's what I'm saying about being thoughtful. Like, you know, whoever's listening, if you are, you know, a makeup artist and you're wanting to do super high fashion or you are a makeup artist and you want to do super commercial work, you, you kind of like lay down the groundwork of how to get that. You know, you shoot with photographers that have similar, you know, style um, and, you know, you, you build that up. So then when the time comes, you're ready for that opportunity. Um, so I think that's also what you were saying is saying no to something because you're leaving room open for something else. So yeah, yeah. it probably feels scary to say no to a big paying commercial job, but you had your mind on something else. Right. You know, I also, um, yeah, you know, I, I just, I feel like any creative person, you just want to get to do as much as possible and, and, and explore all the avenues of your creativity. Um, something that I've never loved is people not being able to express themselves or, you know, the classic, um, you know, actor or actress that does a movie and then they never get anything else because they're that character only. Right. Like there's nothing that makes me happier in life than seeing an actor that kind of had that and then come back and have like a major role. It makes me so happy because everybody deserves that to show their, you know, all their expressions of themselves. Totally. So when you actually got it and you're on set with, let's say, um, Merton Marcus, mm -hmm. were you able to take that in? Was it fun? It was, was it so fun. Oh my God. I still like, I love shooting those kind of jobs with Merton Marcus and, and as Newt, you know, I'm like, please give me shoot more. What else can we do? Get another look. Like, I just love it. I just like it. Yeah. And for people who don't know, like those jobs, are for the love of it. They do not pay. Like you could do a day work for someone else and make, and make a lot of money, or you can do something for a Vogue or a W or whatever. And it's, you're really there because you're trying to make uh, art. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course, you know. Um, but also, you know, when you get to shoot with um, people like that and have those opportunities, they also open up so many doors um, for you as a, as a, in your career. So, um, I've been very, very fortunate to get to work with people like them. And, um, and I still love every second of it. I like, I'm like a giddy kid at Christmas when I get to do fun editorials. I'm sure that's why you're still doing them like successfully <laughs> is because that comes across that. You right. I love, love it. it. I really do. Yeah. So, but the other side of, of the actual work on set is also like the red carpets, the yes, the I fashion parties, the yes. Met Ball, like yes. there's a whole nother kind of job to being a model beyond just the modeling, right? Right. Well, I love, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> I love a red carpet. I love getting to dress up and do glam. I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this. And this is my job. Like I just, I have so much fun, especially when you get to work with, you know, you've done my makeup for red carpets a billion times and you and Bryce, um, especially we've done, you know, almost every one of my Met Balls together. And I it know it's, really it's really fun. crazy looking back at that. Um, yeah, it's such I, a, I was like, looking at all the looks and I was like, oh my gosh, it's really, it makes you feel old, but it's also, you're, yeah. so, you're all accomplished because, yeah. you know, and they're all so different. That's what I loved about, about that. 
Uh, yeah, well, the one thing that is so fun about doing going to you know the Met Gala is that they're all differently themed, so you really get to have fun. It's not a typical red carpet. Um, you can play with your makeup, your hair, your looks, and really just go for it and be take chances and risks. And you know, some pay off and some don't, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, we get asked back and you can redeem yourself. <laughs> um, but it's just, I just, especially that event, I just love it. I love taking those daring chances. So I kind of know the answer to this, but how involved are you in in the hair and makeup and styling for a red carpet? I'm very involved. I love, you know, being a part of the process. And I also love just collaborating. I mean, like before the Met Gala, like we have a text chain going, like as soon as we know what the dress looks like ideas rolling in. Um, but you know me, I'm like, always feel so bad. I feel like I'm so particular, especially the day of the Met Gala. I'm like, ah. we're just all freaking out. I think there's because- no event that people, even the most veteran celebrities yeah. are more scared of. Yes. You, you just know? like, just want meeting to- Anna winter at the, at the end of a big steep, step climb, you know, with gold eyebrows. And you're like, is this it or not it? <laughs> but it was it. That was one of my favorite. Yeah, I loved that. Ever. Yes. Do you know when you're leaving your hotel room, like, okay, this is a, this is it or, or, or not it? Well, I felt like the year that I did, we did the gold eyebrows for the Met Gala was one of my absolute, I will, it's my, probably my favorite beauty moment ever because it was so daring. I thought, um, and it worked so beautifully. I thought it was just such a beautiful, um, image and, and work so well with the theming that year. And um, it really just was incredible. I loved it. There was something so classic about your look. It almost looked 20s, but then it also looked strange, you know, with the gold brow and it all just kind of worked in this weird way. Totally. Yeah. It was almost like my eyebrows were bleached, which I always love in a high fashion shoot. I'm always like, bleach my eyebrows. Nobody right. will. <laughs> but I just love that look for like super high fashion. And it was almost like that. It almost gave you that very like bleached eyebrow look, but it was gold and it was beautiful. I love that. So other than the Met Ball, do you have another favorite um, red carpet? I think the Vanity Fair, you know, Oscar parties. This year I actually got to go to the Oscars, which was, you oh my know, gosh. exhilarating and exciting. And you're just, you know, getting to be on that red carpet was very exciting and very nerve wracking, but amazing. Were you just looking over your shoulder at, and it was like every A-list celebrity or? Yes. It was amazing. It was so fun. I was just like loving getting to see all the looks as they came in and just like, oh, it was just so fun. And especially because I love fashion red carpet so much. It was just so fun to be there and see it live. And it was amazing. I know as a makeup artist that my biggest thing is not knowing what the lighting is going to be for my client. Like I know for Vanity Fair, it's amazing. I know for Met Ball, but there's so many others where you're trying to guess, is it a single flash? Is it going to be like externally lit? So I have to think about that. But what by now you must have had so many hits and misses, like because you've done so many red carpets, like what can you offer in terms of making it more successful? My goodness. It's so hard because obviously I'm my number one like critic <laughs> like so yeah. if something's awry like I'm the first one to see it or no notice it or be you know really hard on myself but the thing I also know is I'll look back in like two weeks and I'm like you are crazy you're a crazy person you look amazing you know what right. I mean? sometimes we can be so hard on ourselves um that I think that just you know taking the time to realize that we're so fortunate to get to do this and if you know something a hair is out of place or an eyebrow is combed down. It's okay. Yeah. It's the end of the world. And then you're like, Oh, but it wasn't. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I just kind of take it like that, but I, I, you know, I'm a human. So of course I'm like, Oh yeah. my God, look at my wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. My hair. Oh. When do you see the images from an event? Are you still there? Sometimes usually? You're still there. Yes. And you'll see them and, and, um, yeah, they sometimes they come out very fast. It's very, you know, social media makes it very immediate. It's us texting you photos from yes, Getty being literally. like, it's major. Literally. And I'm um, like, thank goodness. Because once the red carpet's over, I'm like, phew. Yeah. Like and the most important part. And then you can just breathe. I'm going to call you out. We can 
um, edit this out. But what I love about you is you always have a major meal before like a big event. I think it's the you best know? thing ever. It's like pasta bolognese or like. <laughs> uh, well, you've traveled with me and you've done lots of press events with me. I know that you can testify that I will. I have our whole food scheduled like breakfast, lunch, dinner. There is no taking away those times for me because it's so I remember Sugarfish that day. It was like our schedule kept moving and it was like, okay, cancel, call them now. Let's move it. It was, it's totally real. Yeah. We got to eat. We got to eat because if you're on and you're performing, whether you're doing, you know, work or red carpets or TV or whatever you're doing, like I need sustenance, obviously. Um, But especially before like a big, big event, like I always like have a big pasta before because, you know, you're out and you're having champagne and, you know. I see. You don't want to get too, like, yeah. too turned up. Right <laughs> you know, exactly. That's not the vibe. Yeah. I, I, I bet. That's so but funny. Yeah, I always like a big, I like a nice big pasta before, like, a big fun event. So I want to go back and ask you about people maybe aspiring to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. And I keep going to this point about, Everyone is beautiful. Everyone has a quality. But what is it that you think, what qualities did you bring to your career that you think made you a successful model? And you know, it's so – was there a second part to the question? No, I was just saying not beyond like the – obviously, like you can say that you have a look for it. But there's I know there's so much more to being a successful makeup artist and actually the only thing that makeup you do in the chair, right? Right. Yes. I mean, you know, I think that your personality is so important. Um, I can't even express how many people that I have seen in my job that are, you know, could definitely be said as far more striking, more beautiful, all the things in me, taller, all, you know, everything um, that just aren't nice people or aren't nice to be around. And you, they they don't last, you know, in the long run, maybe they have like their moment, but I think people want to be around nice people, um, fun people, people that bring good energy to the shoot. And um, for me, I feel like, that is such an important part of, of successful career is to be kind and be thoughtful and considerate. And, um, you know, obviously there's people that, that's not the case that are, still <laughs> <special. laughs> but that's always kind of been, less, less and less. Right. That, I that's think that was tolerated. Yeah. I, I think it's something that's important to me. I, I want to, uh, work and be around kind people, but I also want people to um, feel like I've been kind to them. And I think that's important and something that, uh, you know, matters to me and how people perceive me in my career. I completely agree. And I think that's why people keep wanting to work with you is because it's like, if you have a choice between person A or person B, and they're both equally beautiful, equally qualified for the job, you're going to want to pick the person who you know is not going to complain about you know, working, like getting the last shot or just being a team player. Like totally. I mean, I like love my job. So if they're like, do you want to do another shot? Do you want to do this? I'm like, yes, let's do it. You know, like that's part of it. Like loving your job and loving what you're doing. And like that excitement is, is so important. Yeah. Are you, you, how are you, this is like such a random ADD moment from me. How do you pass that on? Like, um, to your children, but do you just model that or like, how do you? Yeah, I think modeling that is very important. You know, I had, you know, my mom is an amazingly kind woman and, and, you know, I remember her, um, you know, bringing meals to families from my school that couldn't afford meals and, you know, stopping for homeless people and, and paying for hotel rooms for the night. And I saw that and I saw the joy that it brought her and, and the joy that it brought the people. And, and, and my aunt Stella was the same, you know, the kindest, sweetest soul in the entire world. And, and that really was important to me and, and, um, and how I am. Um, and so, you know, I, I make a point to, to, talk about that with my children and kindness and fairness and, and giving back and generosity. And, um, 
all that stuff is very, very common talk in my household. And I, you know, you can just, you know, pray that some of that goes through and, and, um, you know, I've, I'm very lucky. I get to see multiple times all the time of, you know, little lessons I've taught them being shown about kindness. And it makes me very proud. Oh, I bet. Nothing it must sweeter. be awesome to see yourself in your kids too. Oh, totally. And when you hear them say something sweet and you just like, that you know that they got it, you're like, oh, it's the best, the best. Oh, You know. Can Dixie sing? Does she have her dad's uh, ear? She is very, yes, she's very musical. She's been writing music since she was just a teeny little girl. So she, yes, she's very, very That is so cool. See, that's what I wish I got. Like, you know, if I could sing, man, I would never, I would never shut up. Literally, I always say that. I'm like, if I could sing and dance. So are you not, like, if I'm around a client who can sing, like, you're not allowed to, I just feel so bad humming to something. <laughs> like, are you at home? Like, do you belt out when you, or, or do you have to be like, um, I'm with a real musician, so I, I can't. No, but I was singing my husband's new song the other day and like really going for it. And he like was very tickled by my Oh, good. I thought you were going to be like, he's like, never do that again. No, I mean, he wouldn't, didn't say it was like the best singing he's ever heard or anything, but I could tell he was like, like surprised how into the song I was and really going for it. Yeah. I mean, you must be like a test audience, you know, because I I know like I really care about like certain people's opinion, right? Like your mom, your partner, like, you know, and when they like it, then you're like, oh, well, I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I'm crunching on ice. That's okay. Interview fail. Uh-oh. Um, yes, totally. Like when your spouse or whatever thinks something's, something's great. Of course it feels good. Yeah. So Lily, this is a question that I ask everyone and I, I, uh, interested to hear what you have to say. If you could go back in a magical time machine and meet yourself anywhere along the way, and you were to tap yourself on the shoulder, what advice would you give to yourself? Gosh, that's such a good question. You know, I think I would go back to being a, I feel like like that time when you're a, a preteen, about to be a teenager, like, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody knows. The calm um, before the storm. Exactly. I would just go back and, and give give myself a little like pep talk, a little more confidence in myself as like just a, how strong you are, especially, you know, I feel like sometimes youth don't realize how powerful the voices are. And I feel like now more than ever, we realize how important it is. And um, it's something that I didn't realize how powerful you can be when you're young and, and use your voice properly. And um, I think I would go back and, and, you know, let myself know how important my voice was. I love that. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's really true. And then I always think that you can't go back, but you can tell yourself today. Exactly. Very true. It's only useful information if then you can like really apply it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so to wrap this up, I don't want to go. I'm not going to keep like you on. So soon. <laughs> um, can we play a game? Sure. Okay. I'm going to give you two options and okay. then you just pick, I think the first one, actually, you've already answered and you tell me, um, which one you would go with. So okay. obviously the first is Met Gala or Vanity Fair Oscar party. Oh my God. That's so hard. This is an unfair question. Cause they're so different. You have to go to one tomorrow. How about that? No, this is an unfair question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't okay, be so those, on the so other one. They're okay. like, you, you don't care about us. I heard your interview with Quinn Murphy. Exactly. You got one plead the fifth. And you okay, just that's the it. only one. Okay, God, okay. I hope the other ones are Okay. Lon- London or Paris Fashion Week? Paris Fashion Week. Okay. I only thought maybe London because you are like, I guess technically half British because your dad is British. So I was like, right. I was well, going to say London or Paris. I what love London. I would pick London. Okay. There but we go. Paris Fashion Week is just so fun because everyone's totally. there. It's just like a different, it's just bigger. You know, it's like, it's just more of a event. Right. But non-event, you're, you're a Brit. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, in and out Burger or Caleb's uh, Cooking for the Evening? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Caleb's Cooking. Oh, good answer. Yes. Um, shower or bath? 
Bath. Me too. LA or New York? Oh, Los Angeles. I just because mm. I'm, I'm a valley girl. Totally. That's your home. A dress or a suit? A dress. Okay. Tequila or vodka? Tequila all day. Yeah. You know and you introduced me to the best tequila I've ever had. What is it called again? Casa Dragones. Yeah. So yummy. Um, I can't afford it, but it, it was <laughs> literally the, the best. My pre Met Gala Dragones. Yeah. I think you left the room for the Met Gala and you had like a half a thing sipping tequila left. And I and, was like, we deserve it. I I guess I was gonna say it came back later and the bottle was empty. I'm like, man, oh. you had the best time. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't. I, I'm not gonna take credit for that. <laughs> um, that is so funny. Um, rock and roll or hip hop? Rock and roll. Yeah. Well, you have to say that in your household. <laughs> um, shoes too small or uh, snatched pony too tight? Oh, I would definitely rather have shoes too small. Okay. I mean, I basically request that every runway show, hoping my feet stay in them. <laughs> You're like, but I have migraines from a snatched pony. But um, I cannot handle a snatched pony that's too tight. No, well, no. doesn't it give you a little lift? It does give you a lift, but like, oh my god, there's nothing. The, the feeling of taking out that pony is like just to um heaven. Oh my gosh! And the the, the last one is FaceTime or audio only. I'm FaceTime. I, I like FaceTime it. too much. I'm like an annoying FaceTimer. You are. Lily is like the only person <laughs> who does FaceTime more than audio. I just I just love FaceTiming people and I love seeing their faces when they pick up. It's just heaven. That's what everyone wants is a top supermodel <laughs> FaceTiming you. Right. <laughs> but you're laying on the sofa with seven chins. You're like, oh right. great. It's only Lily Aldridge. Um <laughs> Lily, I I really, truly thank you for doing this. I know how busy you are and you're a mom and for you to take oh, time you. out so for fun. little old me. Um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm so grateful. so excited for your podcast. I love thank it. Thank you. And um, I think that this year we're going to get, I'm putting it out there that we are going to get back to work and uh, have a lot of uh, fun together. New looks. I can't wait. Yeah. All right, Lily. Thank you so much. All right. I love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. 